0: I saw both your lectures, and you both did a good job. (laughs) Thank you. I was making fun of him. Well, you should make fun of him. We're quite different. That's for sure.
1: Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show.
0: When you hear that music, you know it's time for the Action Comedy Nerd Show. I'm... Your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, world's most highly educated stand-up comedian. And I want to start right off the bat by uh, welcoming you to this episode and uh, letting you know that my usual co-host and partner in all things action comedy nerd show, the great Dan Brown, is not here with me today. Uh, This happens once in a while. We had scheduled this weekend, this time, to uh, finish this episode, and as it happens, Dan Brown is spending this weekend at Cozy's performing. So uh, he's on the road. He's doing comedy. You know, we all the action comedy nerd show comedians are on the road. So I'm just going to introduce this episode myself. And it's gonna, I'm going to really focus just on the event that I covered and the interviews that I did. So, uh, welcome, welcome. What event did I cover? This episode is dedicated to the 2019 Go Congress held in Madison, Wisconsin this year. It's a great event for enthusiasts for the game of Go, in English we say Go, G-O, and of course uh, it has other names in other languages, so uh, you may be familiar with the game, you may not. If you are a regular listener of the show, and there are two or three of you, you may remember that last year we did an episode about the 2018 Go Congress. Uh, The reason for that is, uh, I play the game of Go, I'm sort of average good, but my son is quite good. Um, He is currently the highest officially rated player in Ohio, which puts him uh, in the top tier of players nationally. Uh, He's amateur. There are professional uh, levels as well, so he hasn't cracked that ceiling yet. But uh, I just mentioned that because my son's been going for several years. It's a national event. What is the National Go Congress? Well, it's a week-long event. The focus of the event is a tournament. It's called the U.S. Open, and that is for amateurs of all levels and you're put into pools of people of relative strength, and then you play six games during the course of the week. And so at the end of the week, you have a record, and the top three people in each pool, uh, you know, are the winners of that pool and get prizes and recognition. Again, my son's pool is near the top, and my pool is the um, one Don pool. So this year, let me put it this way, uh, my son's been going for several years. Last year, I went for just a day to support my son and his, you know, passion, and uh, it inspired me to go this year. So I actually attended the uh, Go Congress this year and participated in the tournament. It's not the earth-shattering news, but I'll give you a little bit of update about that in a minute just for fun. Besides the U.S. Open, there are other events. The other major event is U.S. Masters, which is the top tier where the highest-rated players and professional players compete. And in that tier... There's nine games, and there are uh, prizes, some substantial cash prizes for the top winners. Game it's a board game, so there's always board number one. So board number one is streamed with commentary, so uh, go enthusiasts can uh, watch the game, and uh, they have professionals, you know, comment on the game as it's being played. In addition to those two tournaments, there are other events. There are uh, one-day tournaments and lectures and game reviews with pros. They call simul games where Pro set up a table and play ten or twelve people walking around playing each one at a time um, and other fun stuff. I put, I did some of those things too. I did do well, they have a blitz tournament? That's where you have a very short clock and you have to play very fast. As it happens, I'm pretty good at blitz go. So in blitz go, you're put into a pool of people of similar strength. There are six of us and you do like a round robin where you play everybody. And because it's a blitz game, it doesn't take long. It takes about 90 minutes or less. So at the end of that first round, I actually won my pool. I went 5-0. and oh. Woo, go, Jerry. But then after that, they set up some brackets of those pool winners and it's elimination. So my next player was actually also one of the strongest amateurs there. And uh, we had a good game. Uh, I frankly could have won. I could have, but I didn't. So I was eliminated then. That's fun. But there's stuff like that going on. And so what's this uh, podcast episode about? Well, while I was there, I'm... Got to start bugging people and bringing my recorder around with me, and uh, some nice people let me interview them. So there, when I get done with this intro, that's what we're going to have: are these interviews. I'm just uh, I'm going to intro the interviews now, and then I'll just let them all play through, and then at the end I'll just say thank yous and goodbyes. All right. So I got three interviews I'm going to share with you. The first one you're going to hear is with the uh, tournament director. Uh, his name was Dave Weimer. The tournament's in a different location every year. So the people host it. So he was like the guy hosting it and running it on the ground. So he's the sort of head honcho of the event. And then next year it's going to be in Colorado and there's a different person and so on. So Dave Weimer was the man this year. So Dave and I sat down and I just uh, asked a few questions about how the tournament was going, how the event was going. I mean, he didn't micromanage things. Each tournament has its own tournament director and each event has a person coordinating it. So he just sort of had the big view and he talks about that running the event is kind of like a list of things that need to be ticked off. A list, tick, 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 just get things to run smoothly, which I think he did. So congratulations, Dave Weimer, for a well-run event. Um, you know, I asked him a couple other questions. Asked him what the uh, biggest challenge was. He said one thing that people don't think about is that they encourage kids to come, but then that creates issues of supervision, you know, who's watching all these kids. So we talk about that for a minute. He does tell me his favorite go joke. I'll tell you the setup, but I'll let him tell you the punchline. Uh, his favorite Go joke is, how many Go players does it take to screw in a light bulb? But I'll let him tell you the punchline. So that's Dave Weimer. Second interview you're going to hear is with a very popular pro professional Go player from Korea, Myung Won Kim. Myung Won Kim is a 9 Don professional. Uh, if you don't know the game, everyone has a, a rank. Almost like if you know martial arts and you're like a black belt or a green belt or a second-degree black belt. It's kind of like that. If you're a beginner, amateur beginner, your rank is designated uh, conventionally. The convention is to designate your rank with the word Q. So you're like 5Q or 10Q or 20Q. And the system works backwards. So a complete beginner is like 30 to 35Q. As you get stronger, your number gets smaller. So we have an expression. It's called SDK, single-digit Q an SDK player is starting to get strong. If you like a 3Q, 2Q, 1Q, and then if you are sufficiently uh, lucky, you'll get promoted one way or another to 1 Don. That's like being first degree black belt. And then you go up 1 Don, 2 Don, and so on. And uh, for amateurs, it's partially a question of keeping things relative. So, um, you know the relative strengths of the people you're playing. So, in the open tournament like i was entered as one don amateur one don and everyone i played was either one don or two don because i was grouped with people of similar strength all of that is the amateur ranks and then if you uh, succeed in a professional um, organization you will have a professional rank and they still use the word don so it'd be one don professional two don professional and by custom nine don professional is the highest uh, there's a tournament that awards a 10-dan award, sort of ceremonial. So the strongest players are 9-dan, professional. Uh, and that's myung won Kim is a professional 9-dan. So we talked about how he started playing Go and how a child in Korea moves up through the ranks a little bit. Talked about his advice as a teacher. I will tell you, he says the most important quality in a student is to be humble. And I'll let him explain why. Besides being a popular person that I'm very grateful he let me interview him, He also is currently involved in Korea with a project that he has started uh, using a game that he's derived from Go. So it's not Go, but it's a game that takes qualities of Go, uh, simplifies some of the rules, sets up some new parameters. And then he teaches that game to people with autism. And uh, so he works with a center and he gets some funding from the government. uh, That's Korean government. And uh, he's developed this game. And he goes to the center on a very regular basis. He has regular students. And it seems to be a very interesting and rewarding project. He did a presentation about it at uh, the GO Congress this year, which I attended. So he showed some videos. He talked about his goals and visions, how he developed the game, what rules he changed and why he changed them. We don't get into the minutia of the game itself. This is a short interview. I will say in the presentation I attended, he did a bring the game and taught it to us. So I, I did play the game and it was very interesting. Since I can't really show you the game, um, I, I guess I won't say too much about it. I will say he had videos of some of his autistic students playing the game and he talked about some of the stories about that. So I just asked him about why he was doing this project and he had something very interesting to say, including about the rise of AlphaGo and other very strong AI that play Go and how that affected his Go game and how that affected his ideas about what he wanted to do with his life. So those are the things we talk about with myung Kim. There is one more interview, and I'm just uh, prepping all three interviews for you now. It's Dave Weimer, myung Young Kim. And then I'm just going to play all three of them straight through with some ending comments for me just to wrap it up. I do want to say the third interview was with another professional Go player, Ryan Lee. Ryan Lee and also Stephanie Yin run the New York Institute of Go, and that is a Go school in New York City. It's a very popular one. Uh, Stephanie and Ryan are both professional Go players as well. They travel the country and travel the world and compete in international tournaments. They are uh, very popular teachers. And in particular, they are known for Go enthusiasts like myself for the videos they produce. So uh, the New York Institute of Go has a YouTube channel. I'm going to put a link to their channel in the description of this uh, podcast episode. And uh, their videos are quite popular. So I talked to Ryan about how he got into Go, what kind of advice he would give amateurs. He talks about the importance of reading, practicing reading and applying reading and applying reading to positional judgment. Uh, Those are all things that Go players understand, but I'll let him explain it and his advice. And then uh, we talk about why they started making videos, and their responses to the videos. I do watch all of their videos, although it's a little bit of me fanboying out a little bit. But hey, I'm a nerd, and this is the Action Comedy Nerd Show. And I feel like I've been talking way too long, considering I have three interesting interviews to share with you. So before I transition to those interviews, I'm going to do a quick promotion for the Action Comedy Nerd Show. And that is me and Dan Brown and other nerdy comedians That we work with. We go to comic book conventions and other fan events, and we do have some things on the schedule. I'll post them in the description of this episode. But let me just tell you real quick August coming up, we're going to be at the Michigan Comic Con in Detroit, August 16th through 18th. And then later in the month, the last weekend, August 30th, we will be at Indiana Comic Con in Indianapolis. We've done that Indiana Comic Con show several times, and we Love it. The same company produces the Michigan Comic Con. We did that last year. Also great. Please come and see us. We're doing multiple shows at both events. We do have one other event coming up on the books in October. Hey, in October is Halloween. I'm a theater kid. Theater kids and cosplayers love Halloween. We can really get our cosplay on and our costumes on and have some fun. And the Action Comedy Nerd Show is actually going to be participating or running a Halloween show, October 30th. It's going to be October 30th, if you're in the Cleveland area, at Toth's Place in Mentor. Uh, me and Dan Brown will be there. Jesse Pimpinella will be there. A couple of our other nerdy friends will be there. And to make it a special event, we wanted to get a, a national act to come and headline for us. So DJ Dangler will be headlining that show. And in addition to comedy, there will be a cosplay costume contest. So please, uh, we'll make more announcements as it gets closer. Put it on your calendar. Bring your best cosplay and come join our Halloween show at Toast Place in Mentor, October 30th. All right, so that's where you can see the Action Comedy Nerd Show coming up. Please come out and see one of our live shows. Say hi, take some pictures. We love cosplay. And we love meeting fans. Having said that, I'm going to turn this podcast over to the interviews I did at the 2019 GO Congress in Madison, Wisconsin, You'll hear Dave Weimer, followed by Myung Won Kim, then Ryan Lee, and then I will wrap up at the end. And it's just me today. Dan Brown is on the road. Here we go with the interviews. Well, Jerry here again, and I've just been fortunate enough to bump into the U.S. Go Congress Uh coordinator, director, Dave Weimer. Dave Weimer, what is your actual title at this event? What's your how do you do? Congress director. The Congress Director. Bottle washer. And bottle washer. Dave. I have some bottles that need washing (laughs) after this interview, but we'll focus on the Go Congress for now. Uh, We're sort of midweek right now. How's the Congress going?
1: Well, I I think it's going well from the Hmm? director's point of view. It's (laughs) ticking off activities that have to be uh completed. Yes. So so far, I think we're doing okay.
0: Okay excellent! That's the way it should be. So we're sitting at uh, University of Wisconsin Madison, uh, where you teach. Yes. How did it happen that the U.S. GO Congress is at Madison this year?
1: Well, I had uh, directed a Congress many years ago okay. when I taught at the University of Rochester. Okay. And when I arrived at the University of Wisconsin in two thousand, okay. I saw this facility and said oh, yeah. this would be a wonderful place for a
0: Congress. Uh, oh, and I finally yeah. got around to it. <laughs> and then fifteen years later 20, 20 years ago, years, yeah, it, it yeah. actually happened. That's right. It's, you refer to it, which I think is, you know, uh, shows that you're a well organized person of ticking off things that need to as they need to happen.
1: Well, for people who've been to many Congresses, uh, you know you expect a certain set of events. Sure. And uh, so much of what the director does is just make sure those events happen again. <laughs> yes.
0: Do you have a, of course, you love all of it as the Congress director, but do you have like a favorite element? Like what do you enjoy?
1: Well, it, it, it is a, an organizational challenge. Okay. And the thing that really warms my heart
0: mm-hmm.
1: is uh, on the first day, people show up and start helping.
0: Okay, yes.
1: So I had some volunteers in line, but things early on that I thought would be very difficult went much smoother okay. because excellent. people showed up and just started helping. <laughs> okay. Very helpful.
0: Well, yeah. there's a lot of helpers, right? I mean, there's volunteers, there's tournament directors, exactly. there's people from the AGA. Yep,
1: but I mean just even setting up the sets. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah.
0: And then, then people start showing up, just the attendees are yes, helping, Yes, that's right, right. So just Impromptu volunteers. Exactly. exactly. Oh, Excellent. I mean, the central event is the U.S. Open, that's right, which I am participating in as a one don. I'm, How are you doing? I'm currently two-two. Good. Yes, I won my first game, which took all the pressure off. You know what I mean. Yes, and you know yes. what I mean. Yes, I know Even exactly. Even though I go one and five, I am not going zero six. I, I know exactly. <laughs> that's right. Uh, a lot of fun games uh, in between, but uh, one of the uh, things that attendees enjoy is interacting with professionals. Yes. And, and is there any? professional guests this year that have you particularly uh, excited fan bowing oh. out anything like that
1: well we we have uh, a, a variety of mm-hmm. of guests right. the asian go societies send people okay and then we just accommodate them okay but we also have some north american pros yes and we are able to give them mm-hmm. subsidies subsidies for sure. events Right and uh, one of our longtime members sponsored uh, two professional players, a mother and a daughter. Okay. The mother had been visited the United States very early on in the Congress history, okay. and her daughter is now a professional. That's the the mother is Nuevi, and the daughter okay. is Echo. Uh, okay, that's been nice to see
0: them. Okay, but in but in just in general, right. it's it's very nice interacting okay. with the pros there's a lot of challenges just wondering what was the biggest hiccup roadblock some problem you were proud to have solved well
1: I'm not sure I completely solved it but (laughs) there are a lot of complications because we encourage children so we have to make sure they all have guardians Mm -hmm. on site yes and that takes a little
0: bit of uh, logistical okay. effort. Uh, I imagine so. <coughs> I have children, and, and every day is a logistical yes, effort. Exactly. Yes. You know. Well, th-
1: <laughs> we, here, as long as their parents are here, it's pretty easy. But it, when their parents designate a guardian, it gets a little more complicated.
0: Okay, yeah. sure. Just uh, we'll wrap up here in a minute. But okay. what, do you have uh, just thoughts about the U.S. School Congress, like how it's going, how do you feel? Uh,
1: well, I, you know, I think it's going well. Right. Uh, people are pretty generous, so they right. tend to tell you, uh, nice things sure. rather than and complain. Yes. So, but I think uh, given this venue, I think uh, all I, the I, I great. would have had to really screw up to make it not yes. a good congress.
0: <laughs> so, my uh, my son has been here for has gone to U.S. Go Congresses for several years. Uh-huh. Is and he here this year? He's here this year. Okay. Good. Uh he's 5 done. Wow. And okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. You have a teacher. <laughs> I yeah, it's a little more complicated than okay. that, but we'll <laughs> let that one go by. Okay. But I was just going to say, he's come for the past three or four years, mm-hmm. and this is my first year. Mm-hmm. But he was always talking about how great it is, and like, why aren't you coming? You should come. So finally, uh, here I am. Good. You've come for many years. You've self-confessed that already. Yes,
1: indeed. I've been to every Congress. Really? Two of us have been to every Congress. Oh
0: okay, Well, who's the other? Terry Benson.
1: Okay. Excellent. I'm trying to outlive him.
0: Okay, that's, that's what you got to go for right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't give up. Yep. So, what would you say to somebody who plays Go or goes to a club but's never been to Go Congress? Like, what's the hook? What's uh, the, the story? The
1: hook is uh, the, the joke I made when I wrote to the people in the Midwest to encourage them to come is okay. you will not have to tell anybody that it is not Othello. Othello. It's yes. not Othello. Yes. <laughs> you can go a whole week, play <laughs> Go, and not have to tell anybody it's not Othello.
0: That is my one Go joke but I've never been able to tell it on stage because I haven't had enough Go players in the audience to be able to use it.
1: (laughs) uh, You know, my favorite Go joke. Oh, let's hear it. How many Go players does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Depends on whether or not the ladder works.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, well, on that note, we should uh, bring this to a close. So I'll just say, uh, Dave, thank you for the
2: interview. Thank you.
0: So Jerry again, and I'm very, very excited and lucky uh, here at the GO Congress that I just had a chance right now to uh, talk to Myung-Wong Kim, a uh, nine-down professional from Korea, sometimes comes to the U.S. GO Congress, uh, teaches. I believe you won the U.S. Open for three years in oh, a row, yes. is that correct? That's correct. That's okay, right. excellent. Well, uh, thank you for agreeing to talk to me for a couple of minutes. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. So you're from Korea, and you've had some successes as a Go player. When did you start playing Go? When I was seven. Seven? Yes. yes. How did you discover like you have a talent?
3: Um, my parents let me play, you mm-hmm. know, at the Go school. Mm-hmm. You know, first he taught me, but at, at Go school mm-hmm. I was outstanding, mm-hmm. I guess. And then many people told my father that, oh yeah, you should <laughs> teach him to be a professional. though. Mm-hmm. My, my father didn't play very well, but okay. you know, he, he believed mm-hmm. other people.
0: And uh, what was uh, you know training like as you got older and became more like an say and a professional? What's the right. training like in Korea?
3: So I was not in Seoul actually. Okay. I was in the second biggest city, but it's far from Seoul. Okay. But when I when I was 12 years old, I had to decide: sure. if I really want to pursue a professional career, then I have to move to Seoul. Okay. Uh, I did. okay that's big in yeah that was big decision for my whole family i Mm -hmm. should live for three years by myself Mm -hmm. you know to be a professional but later my whole family uh moved to Seoul so we could live
0: uh, all together (laughs) excellent you come to the GO Congress sometimes and uh as a GO teacher i like to ask when i can speak to an expert do you have like a one or two pieces of advice you try to prioritize for a student like how to get good at go like amateurs like a me
3: so my advice on, on student mm-hmm. so oh yeah i have uh, many students oh good yeah i have many students and then you know from my experience what i can tell them or the you know my best advice mm-hmm. for them is to um to understand you know how the they accumulate and process the knowledge. Okay. So the biggest difference that I think mm-hmm. uh, they can make is that they should be like a humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they when they learn, they just they just think that oh, they, I know, I know this one. Right. And then move on. students if a student, you know, they try to kind of understand. Okay. And try to apply. And then they try their best in the in the real game. Yes. So what they can learn is way different than just taking some lessons and they think they know. Okay. Yeah, it's basically the the effort to learn like a new new concept
0: and then okay. try to apply. And to learn new concepts and apply them, it helps if you're humble. If you're humble, then you can learn better.
3: Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So not, not everyone be humble not only the non negative concept
0: so i came this earlier this week to one of your presentations and uh you have a very interesting uh project currently of teaching a, a game derived from go but not go mm-hmm. to people with autism right so it's a very interesting topic mm-hmm. i've even talked to friends since seeing your presentation and everyone like fascinated like oh this sounds oh, so, so interesting how did you uh like first begin like the uh, to mm-hmm. want to try to do this project? What was the original idea or inspiration?
3: Uh my students, mm-hmm. actually not only once, a couple of students, you uh, know, told me that, you know, this this game might be good for uh, autistic people. Okay. But that was a long time ago. Okay. The latest one was only like a couple of years ago. Okay. But only after I moved back to Korea two mm-hmm. years ago. And then I was thinking, oh, I like to do something new, because uh, partly because of AlphaGo. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I feel like uh, I became amateur players <laughs> because I'm not the strongest player. Right. My explanation uh, can be wrong okay. and uh, can be proven by AI. I couldn't really teach like, uh, the strongest Go mm-hmm. players anymore, so I kind of feel you know, sorry for myself, mm-hmm. but I'm still good at oh, sure. teaching and communicating and mm-hmm. I, I just came up with this idea and I, as I developed only after I developed mm-hmm. I understood and then I realized mm-hmm. how valuable this job is teaching yes and it's you no, know, I felt like uh, my, my time is being spent the best you know. okay I mean I, I enjoy still you know teaching mm-hmm. the, the normal kids but if I don't teach them they learn something else if sure. I don't teach autistic people you know the, the time will mm-hmm. be very Painful, even mm-hmm. for their parents. The parents appreciate me a lot. Oh, sure. So I thought, oh, this is what I have to do. This mm-hmm. is needed in a possible future. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. I feel I'm alive. I I mm-hmm. come back to a
0: professional <laughs> player. I saw the presentation you did for you know us to learn about your project, and I remember you had a slide with uh, maybe like a goals and um, our benefits maybe. But the last benefit you also said was the most important, which was enjoyment. Yes, and right. I was really uh, moved and interested by that. Why is enjoyment such an important element in the project?
3: That's core of our life. And then especially for autistic art- sure, people. Sure, especially for this, this yes, project. Right, but and then I talked to many parents too. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. know, want to hear. Mm-hmm. or like uh, correct their, right. their children sure they want them to be happy right yeah and then you yeah, know this this game i know this game is enjoyable mm-hmm. and then they actually enjoy it so no yes. you know one of my students you know autistic yes you No, know, she she didn't uh, feel anything interesting right you know she looked very mm-hmm. indifferent right and uh, when she first started uh, learning you this know, goal Yes. Uh, still she didn't pay any attention. But right now, you know, learning goal is her favorite. Oh, okay. She enjoys this class mm-hmm. for the whole week. Mm-hmm.
0: Since you started this project, was there any like uh, surprises for you, like things you you know? Oh yeah, yeah. there
3: are so many surprises. Uh, there mm-hmm. are things that I didn't mm-hmm. think about. Sure. I didn't even actually when I first saw autistic kids. Right. I was very surprised how they, how they behave. Right. I didn't imagine at all. Right. I was actually very scared when okay. I was teaching um, like a young co- young adult. Yes. Right now I'm I feel very comfortable. Okay. Yeah, they are like a they're like a pure spirit. Okay. So I'm still learning. I am learning a lot. You no know, because every kid, every you no know, you no know, autistic uh, person yes. are different. So it's this is at this point actually my hobby like uh, looking at the video mm-hmm. uh, because I videotape like, every lessons right uh, with the agreement so after the lesson I analyze you know very deeply mm-hmm. just try to find out any difference you know behavior yes or where they you know gaze all these kind of stuff sure you know, because you should you should be very careful so you don't you don't want to give them any stress yes then they may uh, you know explore as like a sure. some kind of environment right. uh, behavior. mm-hmm no many many surprised mm mm-hmm. you know still, but i also very uh, much enjoy sure mm, i feel very this is i feel like this is my uh two occasion you no know, after Alpha.
0: um it's a relatively uh, new project for you if someone is listening at home and wants to learn more about it, do you have uh, any information on your website or anything like that yet no
3: not yet uh because I'm still in uh, beginning period. Okay. But I think this it's going to be pretty big. Uh, I like to thanks to my association, okay. uh, Korean Bad Association, mm-hmm. and then government, you not know, the tourism and sports and um, sure you know, the division. Mm-hmm. So because they support, mm-hmm. you know, not only Korea. Mm-hmm. We, we are doing in Korea too, right. but they they support to other countries right. like the uh, United States. Mm-hmm. So with uh, their support and help, right. Not only them, there are many other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this can be uh, pretty, you know, helpful to the uh, you know, mm-hmm. community.
0: Well, thank you for doing it. It's very important work, yeah, thank you. and also thank you for taking a minute and talking to me. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very All much. Right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, here I am at the uh, 2019 U.S. GO Congress in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm lucky enough to be talking to Ryan Lee, a professional 1P GO player, the American GO Association, and also a member, a director, a teacher at the New York GO Institute, Mm -hmm. the New York Institute of GO. New York Institute Institute of of GO. Go, Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, here at the GO Congress, also doing lectures and reviewing games and being available to GO enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. Ryan, how are you? I'm great. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry, for no, having me. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate uh, you and your time. I've gone to a couple of your lectures. So Go fans might know you from the videos that you and Stephanie Yin make for the New York Institute of Go. Uh, why did you guys start making videos? Well, we started when we actually noticed that
4: you know, there there are Go videos in many other languages. There yes. are Go videos in Chinese. There mm-hmm. are Go videos in Korean mm-hmm. and in, Jap- in Japanese. Yes. Because Go is, was originated from Asia, and it, and, mm-hmm. it, and it was made popular over there over the years. Okay. And since, but we noticed that there there weren't very many good English content in terms sure. of in terms mm-hmm. of video making in Go and especially for players of all levels some right. of them are mm-hmm. geared towards a certain level range or either high mm-hmm. m- m- more towards the higher level so we sure. wanted to you know uh, make make something that was uh, readily available for for players of all levels generally sure. English speaking okay and from coming from another perspective <laughs> we, our, our students they mm-hmm. they they really like them and so we kind of, we, we direct our students to, to, to watch them Oh um, sure. At the, at the New York Institute of Go. And so originally we, we kind of just started as, you know, we, we will record mm-hmm. some lectures so the students can watch yes. them later. And it, right. I, I guess it turned out that, you know, p- people liked them and, you know, it just kept going. But you've been doing them
0: for about a year, maybe a little yeah. longer. Have you, yeah. have you learned just anything? Like have year. they gotten better or... Any techniques yeah or lessons yeah we have a, we have a
4: very good producer and, oh, and, yeah. and friend he Alan Moy he, he he's, he's, he's he is awesome and he he's been helping us with 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 all the background stuff and editing and, and producing mm-hmm. so um, I think over the years what what' Stephanie and I learned uh, from from making these videos is that um, you know it really takes practice yes uh, and and I think right. for, as for me I really improved a lot in terms of just, you know, speaking
0: sure. and, and, and communicating ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, and trust any... me, I was, I'm much better than before. <laughs> <laughs> Something I like, uh, my son is here as well. He's uh, AGA5 Don. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all very proud of him. Uh, but we both like to watch your casual online go oh. videos. Nice. Um, I, get, yeah, I think you have 13 or 14 out by now. Yeah. So that's where you play a game kind of in real time online mm-hmm. and yeah. commentate what you're thinking through. I find it both helpful but also enjoyable. So what motivated you to start making well, casual online? Well I'm videos? certainly
4: glad that you enjoyed them. Uh, so actually I was uh, inspired by a professional player from China, his name is Meng Tai Ling okay. and he he started making some videos in, uh, in a similar fashion okay. in, in, in Chinese and right. also in a on, an online uh, website mm-hmm. kind of format. And I th- think some students kind of ask me, you know, I got a lot of questions relating to, you know, what what kind of moves would you think about? And right. I think this is a good way for for yes. for others to to see that. And for me, I think it's it's sort of enjoyable because when I actually think aloud sometimes. <laughs> yes. Although <laughs> I'm I'm not very articulate when I'm when I'm thinking really hard. It, it it's it, I right. don't know, my brain kind of functions yes. a little differently sometimes, but when 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 I talk out loud it also helps me think sure. clearly. It's enjoyable for me and mm-hmm. and I think people people are also uh liking the series. So I will definitely keep oh, it going. Excellent.
0: I um started learning Go uh maybe twenty five years ago and I lived in Japan uh-huh. for several years. Oh, okay. so I studied the rensei uh-huh. And of course that's like the nineties. So yep. that's very common. Yep as well. Yep. Yes. Of course, especially post AI. Yeah like you can't play the San (laughs) Rensei. That came up in one of your reviews today. Yes. Like it's essentially unplayable once you're up beyond a certain strength if you understand the AI thinking. Yes. So for this Go Congress, anytime I've had black, I've played the Ryan Lee opening. And that's what me and my son call from your videos (laughs) when you play of the the Large Knight Shamari and the 4-4. I just have played that like every game. And I'll, all the games I've played it in, I'm 3-1 so far. So I'm, <laughs> it's working well. Well, I'm glad it's working for you. <laughs> Just a couple other questions. How about how's the Congress going for you? What are the highlights? What's your favorite parts? Uh... It's, been, it's, it's been great this year. Um, I,
4: I particularly like the the location. There are three lakes surrounding the beautiful, Madison it? campus. Yes. It's beautiful whenever we, we walk mm-hmm. to, uh, from the from where, we, where we're staying t- oh, towards yes. the playing yes. area. Well, and for those of the f- restaurants... In at Minnesota. home, we're
0: at University Wisconsin-Madison campus. Madison, Wisconsin, beautiful. The lakes, the campus. Yeah. Yes. And what else? Uh, what kind of events do you like? Are your lectures, or meetings? Yeah. So actually, go, it's the first I'm year that I'm actually not competing in, in the U.S. Open
4: Masters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm uh, taking it easier <laughs> this <laughs> year be, uh, because I, I have a slight conflict later. But okay. um, this year, I'm oh, although... Well, I'm saying I'm taking it easy, but, right. you know, they are just going to give me more lectures and, yeah. and, and reviews, <laughs> but what I particularly enjoyed is the broadcasting. Okay. Um, I, I I really liked doing, you know, being mm-hmm. on, on there and explaining and also working with with Chris, Steven, okay. and Michael Wynn, also known as Babs, <laughs> and, and, and Julie, and we were, I think, uh, we were we were we were a really good team, and and I think the we really made a very nice video. And this is like also. the video
0: feed of the first board of the Masters, or right, so right. So you're commentating the, the live game. It's, li- it's live. Commentary that's streaming on, somewhere.
4: That's that was streaming on Twitch.
0: Okay, on Twitch. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm too old to know what Twitch is, but <laughs> any younger people out there that was streaming on Twitch, that's where you look for it. Hey, I did not ask you, as a professional, do you have any interesting tournaments or trips coming up for yourself? Uh, not coming up, okay. Uh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, what was the last big yeah. thing that you did? Uh, I played in
4: the uh, third elite <laughs> mind sports okay. competition. Okay. Yeah. It was very interesting. It's actually one of my favorite tournament formats because it's... Oh one of the few professional tournaments where you actually get to pl- uh, to play a round robin. Oh, okay. Most prof- professional tournaments they're single knockout or yes. double elimination. Yes. in some in some in one one or two and well for single knockout tournaments you don't really get that right. many games in. And right. as a as as a professional that's not in in the top in the very top it's it's really easy for me to lose a game and then you're out of the tournament and and this one i really enjoyed because i actually got to play all the games and okay and it's a really good
0: opportunity for me to to learn sure excellent so i wanted to ask you about go teaching this will be my last question so again thank you so i'm uh amateur one don so sometimes i'm helping like q players Mm -hmm. and uh of course the game is of go is sufficiently complicated that it's kind of reminds me this is my bad metaphor of basketball because there's a lot of little skills, like you're dribbling, you're passing, you're shooting, you're running, there's time management. It like, oh, goes kind of like that. There's so many phases to the games. There's Josecki's, there's opening, there's middle. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to just pick like one thing and tell like a 10Q, do this and you'll get better. But so with that in mind, when you're teaching, do you have one or two things that you try to emphasize that you think will help people get better?
4: I would say one is reading Okay. and the second one is judgment okay so reading what I mean uh, is the ability to see certain right. variations to decide whether it works or mm-hmm. not right so th- the better your reading is right uh, is that's basically the easiest way to improve so, so, so reading
0: means imagining future moves right, during right. the game
4: yes. right right so it's imagining
0: the, the moves um, right. and, and predicting what your opponents right. can play yeah. yeah. You kindly reviewed my game earlier today, so thank you for doing that. Uh, I really appreciated it. You know, I won my first two games, and I lost this morning's game, which you saw at the beginning of. And I was reading, trying to. In the first two games, which I won, reading helped me know both what I wanted to do, what was coming next, my opponent's moves. Like when they made them, I understood them. Yeah. But in today's game, the one I lost, I was trying to read, but mm-hmm. like applying what I was reading was like eluding me like I couldn't somehow get it onto the board in a productive way so I could Mm -hmm. imagine a sequence or imagine what might happen Mm -hmm. but I couldn't make it work and I think it's the other thing you said like the positional Mm -hmm. judgment that's that's
4: a good transition to the second one yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so judgment is sort of like you know sometimes the state of the board is you know your whether you're leading it could be either you're leading mm-hmm. or, you're, or you're or you're behind yes. or it could be you know where your opponent should be thinking right. about and if am i really afraid of my opponent doing something right so this kicks in when you're because you can't just read everything right no right. one can do that we're not computers <laughs> we can only see a limited number of moves right. and judgment really helps you narrow these down like narrow yes. down the 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 good possible moves from
0: from, right. the, from the, all the possible moves that you right. are currently thinking about. Thank you very much for spending some time with me. Uh, I really appreciate you and I yeah. keep making your videos. Thank you so much. And that was my interviews with Dave Weimer and Young Young Kim and Ryan Lee. I hope you enjoyed those. Um, Whenever I have a chance, and I did this in the last episode, if you didn't listen to the last episode, just scroll down and look for the one for the 2018 Go Congress. Whenever I talk to uh, pros or teachers, I like to ask them what advice they have. You know, they teach, so there must be like core principles. I liked young talking about being humble and applying what you learn in the game, in actual games, and then also um, Ryan talking about reading, but positional judgment. Ryan actually did a seminar at 2019 GO! Congress on positional judgment. And it was actually a big help. I mean, it's kind of a subtle, complicated concept, but also one that players can apply. I want to thank Dave Weimer, uh, doing a great job running the event, also sharing his thoughts on it as well. Hey, let me just say a few thank yous. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you to the American GO! Association and for Dave Weimer for letting me do the interviews and supporting me in making this podcast. I want to say thank you to Dan. He's not here right now, so what the heck? Brown, he could make it in studio today. And there is an action comedy nerd show studio, by the way. It's a ultra-secret location. It's a bunker. I'm not permitted to tell you where it is, but I can tell you that Dan Brown is not here right now. And we have original theme music made by my very good friend, Jeff Geddert. Thank you, Jeff Gettert. Jeff also gives uh, advice on audio engineering. So I appreciate all of his support for the program. And then I want to thank you guys for listening. So thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. We are um, on Stitcher and iTunes. Please uh, rate us. Please give us stars. Please leave nice comments. That helps spread the word about the podcast. If you came here specifically because of Go, uh, thank you for doing that. There are other episodes. You might want to look at some of them. I interviewed an actor from The Walking Dead. I interviewed the great comic book writer Mark Waid. We just did a memorial episode for Stan Lee. Stuff like that. So look look at some other episodes. Check us out. We really appreciate you. We do have some appearances coming up. We'll be at Michigan Comic Con August 16th through 18th, Indiana Comic Con August 30th through 31st, and uh, Halloween Party at Toast Place in Mentor October 30th with DJ Dangler. Having said all that, Let me just say thank you very much for listening. I've been your host, Dr. Jerry Joffe.
1: Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show.
0: comedy
2: nerd show.